Hey there, I'm Kevin Daisy. And I'm Eric Olson. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. All right, everyone, we are back for another live recording of the Managing Partners Podcast. My name is Kevin Daisy. I'll be your host. I'm also the founder of Array Digital, where we help law firms grow through digital marketing. Today, I got a special guest from Oklahoma, Scott Udi. Thank you and welcome to the show. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Excellent. So you're from uh, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Yes, sir. That's a we cool are the, name. <laughs> it, well, it, it, of course, it's Oklahoma, so it's it's uh, steeped in Native American uh, history. And uh, we are the, Broken Arrow is the fourth largest city in the state of Oklahoma. And uh, we are a suburb of uh, the largest suburb in the state, but we're a, the largest suburb of uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, which... Okay. Uh, you know anything about Oklahoma, you have Oklahoma City in the center and then Tulsa's in the northeast. And uh, those are the two large cities. And then uh, Norman, where uh, OU is, we, you know, keep that, but uh, is the third largest. And then Broken Arrow is the fourth. I think football is what I think. Oklahoma has strong <laughs> football history, too. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. My ring at my house is going off. Technology, you got to watch out. Yeah. So, really. so I'm from Shingatig Island, which is an island off Virginia and uh, the eastern shore of Virginia, if you look that up. But it's all, yeah. all Indian. All Indian names, Shingatig, Punkatig, mm-hmm. Machapongo. That's we kind of have all that going on, but lots of Indian tribes and names coming from where I'm from too. So, so Scott, tell us your story. You know what uh, made you decide to become an attorney and uh, practice law, and and kind of tell us the journey you've been on uh, sure. in your career. Well, if you were to talk to my my folks, they'd probably say I wanted to be a, a lawyer in utero. It was <laughs> uh, my mother actually worked for a law firm when I was growing up, and I spent every extra after school we'd walk down and and hang out down by the. It was a small town, so we'd walk down and hang out there, and and I hung out with the lawyers. I mean, I was just always impressed with uh, the work they did. People left there, and and they seemed to help people. Of course, you know, I was I was younger, so uh, I didn't under, I didn't see all the roadblocks, but I saw all the the, the people leaving smiling and, and getting to go to court and help people and all that. Yeah. And I saw that and I thought, what? And I was one of the attorneys that my mother worked for. She was a very good legal secretary. He was a uh, he was the elder statesman among lawyers in the community. And and if you needed something, you know, well, you went to this person and, and he was a great guy. <laughs> and I saw how much respect and admiration he got. And then I saw, you know, the idea that as an attorney, you, you do things to help people. So I started planning that. And of course, I also had an interest in politics. So, you know, it, it was one of those things that interests me. My, my dad was real active in, in political circles uh, at that time. And so the two seemed to dovetail well, the politics side of it, plus the lawyer side of it. So gosh, since high school, I pretty much had a, had a goal of becoming a lawyer. I attended the University of Tulsa in Oklahoma, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, for my undergraduate degree, and then uh, went down to Dallas, Texas, to Southern Methodist University for my law degree, but felt the calling, to, felt called, home was calling. I, I needed to come back <laughs> to Oklahoma. And uh, and Texas and Oklahoma are pretty similar anyway, but Oklahoma is home and, and came back. And I actually started I was hired by a firm at that time called Ross and Associates in, in Broken Arrow. And as I mentioned, it's the fourth largest city, but we sit between two of the largest counties in the state. There's about four counties that are pretty large. And we sit, Broken Arrow sits in the middle, is in two counties, Tulsa County and Wagner County. And so 
It's a very growing community. It's when I moved here 23 years ago, Broken Arrow was about 75,000 and now we're about 120. So well, it's grown uh, dramatically in just the last two decades. So I, I had a chance to come into this firm, at, which was at that time Ross and Associates, my law partner, Jack, and had a chance to really just start from scratch. This is the only firm I've ever worked at, the only firm I've ever developed at. I And I've been excited because I've been able to help it grow over the last uh, 23 years. Came out of law school, started as a law clerk, just doing grunt work. Uh, then I started working as a his associate as an associate. And then interestingly enough, my law partner decided uh, to run for Congress. And while he was not successful in his run, I spent the biggest chunk of that time keeping the practice alive. And here I am two or three years out of law school, but he's running for Congress. I'm helping our, our clients and I would do all the grunt work and he would come in for meetings, but it worked. So when uh, the campaign was over and he was unsuccessful, he we sat down and we decided to create this partnership. And it's been a partnership since really 2000, uh, the, uh, I think July of maybe Maybe it's 2001, July of 2001, we created the partnership. And so for 20 years, we established this. We, we usually have a staff, uh, two, one to three clerical support staff. And we've had anywhere from two associate attorneys up to five over the years. Right now, we have a, uh, of course, my uh, Jack uh, was a little older than me. I say a little older. He's about 20 years older than me. He's in semi-retirement, although he still has his hands in the... And then we have a couple of lawyers that, that work here at the firm. So we would be considered a small firm. Sure. We focus primarily in estate planning and real estate. As, as our population ages, you're seeing that become a bigger issue. And as the tax codes look like they're going to be changing. Uh, uh, I'm looking at Congress and the discussions they're having. You're seeing even greater interest in, in the changing tax landscape. And then we handle real estate and business law as well. We do a lot. I represent, uh, we represent somewhere around 60 or 70 small closely held corporations or limited liability companies. We handle mergers and acquisitions as they buy, sell assets and merge their business plans. So, but it started out as basically me having an interest in politics and uh, the, uh, the legal profession. And just, that's what you do. You go to law school. My interest in politics waned, but my love for the law grew and uh, then just have spent the last two decades or so just building this this practice into something that that I think we can be be proud of. Yeah, well, it sounds like it for sure. And, you know, growing area, it sounds like you guys are, are growing as well. And and you said you sit between two of the larger counties. So I assume you're you're serving those in, in both counties. Is that kind of your. Yeah. OK, excellent. We serve um, both of those counties. And then there's a couple of other counties that are good size that we also help too. But most of our work's done between Tulsa and Wagner County. Then we there's about two or three other counties that we we travel to. We can be at any of those courthouses within 30 minutes. So it's functional for us to do that. And I've got good relationships with the judges and the attorneys in all those counties. Excellent. Well, it seems like a good place to be then in between those two. And uh, that makes a lot of sense versus being deep in the side of one or the other. Right. So, uh, so, you know, what are some of the things that, you know, you've done that's been successful in uh, getting clients and you know what's worked well for for your firm there and it sounds like you know you're really in the I, I kind of like where you're at because you're you're doing you're working with businesses estate planning real estate that business owners typically have a lot of those types of things and assets as well to protect so it sounds like it's a good match right there but uh, what's worked well for you to gain new clients um, sure. whether or not they've been there and you you know you've been around for a while versus you know maybe some of the the folks that are moving into the area what's what's worked for you there's probably three pronged one is you know after 
this firm, Ross and Associates, before it became Ross and Udy, had been in existence for about 15, 20 years. And then Ross and Udy has been around for, for the last 20 years. And so you've got a firm that's been in existence in one way or another for 40, 45 years. And because of that, there's a long history of client. There's a lot of clients there that we are serving third generations in some cases. We're serving grandchildren of clients that have been around for, for many, a long time. So that's one part firm, of that. You use the same firm. <laughs> do what so you don't you don't change firms you just you continue to it, use the family firm yeah that's great exactly and and we've done that and you know a lot of times grandpa his granddaughter is looking to get a divorce even and, and who do you call you call us and so we you know we'll step in and do that that's not our focus but it's one of those things it's it's an area where we serve our clients it's largely about providing that service piece that makes them want to keep coming back then the second, the second uh, path to client and firm development is our firm has a long history of public service. Mr. Ross, uh, uh, Jack was involved uh, early on from the time, literally almost to the time he stepped out of law school in the local chamber of commerce and in the business community and developing that and building those relationships with other businesses and other. Uh, so many of the clients of this firm are clients that have been around and have been are related to the Chamber of Commerce and the business community. We just built that over time. And so we look at that. If you're going to work here, you're going to be a part of that community service. So whether it's volunteering for the local festival, whether it's volunteering to serve on the senior, the local senior association board or the local uh, healthcare board, or, you know, we serve on boards, we serve on committees, get in that community service concept. And that, but that builds the practice, right? Because yeah. you're, you're everywhere. People associate you. Oh, that's the, that's the firm that serves. <laughs> then the third, and you, you yourself too, town council and yes, uh, vice I, mayor. I was, I was stumbled in and got elected to uh, the city council here in, in our community. I was chairman of the board of our chamber, served on the chamber board for nearly a decade. And when uh, my term, I rolled off the board and group came to me and said, we'd like you to consider running for city council. And I, I did uh, and stumbled into winning and uh, then uh, served as vice mayor for a few years. And, and that's part of that service. And of course, A, I'm fulfilling that role and obligation in my mind, moral obligation to provide service to my community. Because if you're going to ask the community to feed you, you need to be willing to feed it with your time, right? 100%. But it also, I, it builds it builds the practice. There's a group of people who, they want to be represented by the city councilor. They want to be represented by someone who's involved in the community and has that perceived at least connection to the the movers and shakers of the community. Excellent. Then the third the third path is largely as we develop technology, you know, we we're building our presence on, you know, the World Wide Web. We're there. <laughs> we're, we're building that website. We, we have the the LinkedIn presence. We have the Facebook presence. We have a Twitter presence, although that that has not been as strong as the face. Most of our our folks come to us that come to us electronically come through the Facebook or the or the uh, LinkedIn. And to some degree, you know, we have that that Google presence, you know, where they Google and they and, and we're there. Um, yeah. we, we built those we built those uh presences. And, and I think those are those, as we move along, that becomes more and more important. There's a local website or a Facebook page, I should say, that uh, has developed over 25,000 members. Oh, wow. And the, all they do is give uh, local uh, information about recommendations. You know, right. And yeah, so we, we built a presence with that and it's been very helpful. So, hey, do you know a lawyer in town that can say, yeah, <laughs> And so that technology piece 
it's not going to go away. I think it's going to be driven. And with the COVID situation and the circumstances we've had, people are uncomfortable coming to offices. The idea of sitting in a conference room, it's not dead. I mean, that still happens. And in the state planning world, we have to have that meeting where we sign. But the idea of coming and meeting with a lawyer and doing that, I, I think that's changing. We're, you know, I we've invested in Zoom and Teams and all those programs so that we can meet with clients where they need to meet. <laughs> And, you know, there's parts of that I like, there's parts of it I don't like, but it doesn't matter whether I like it. It's here. You have to be ever willing to change with the community, with what it has. And that technology is a big piece of it. No. Long answer. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. But I totally agree with you. And I think, you know, we do digital marketing for law firms. So we do the websites, we do the, how you get found and all that stuff. But I think an important thing, what you, you kind of led with was if you don't have that reputation, if you're not, you know, viewed as a good community member, you don't have um, the trust factor built. Uh, you can be found, but you know it's going to be a lot more powerful when you have it backed up by what you've done in the community and how you uh, represent yourselves. And um, so then getting found online makes a lot more sense. And, and through Facebook or other other means that you've done good work, you're you're respecting the community. They'll see that come through, and then they're more likely to take that recommendation. Or if they found you through Google that they say, okay, these folks look like the best folks to talk to. So you got to do good work and you have to have a good reputation, work in your community, give back, and those things will, will come back to you for sure. So no, I love that. And you know, it's the technology is not going anywhere for sure. Uh, I think I'm ready to get back in front of people more often, face to face as much as I can, but you know, you know, I'm in Virginia, you're in Oklahoma, we're here on a podcast. So it, it does make things interesting and, and easier in some cases, but yeah, I agree. I like to get back out and talk to folks and be in front of people if I can. So. Right. I, I'm right there with you. It's, it's you know, I'm glad we have the technology. I'm glad we can do something like this. But there, there is there is something that meeting face-to-face is so vital. And I'm, I like that we can, and the process gets us as close as we can without that face-to-face meeting. So I like that we have this option. But I do think it's important that having that personal connection is still a key part of any business plan, or, or I think it's going to be. I don't think that'll ever change. It may diminish, it may evolve, but it'll never completely change. Yeah, I think because of COVID, this is now going to be more frequent, but I think you'll see people going back to you know a, a middle ground, like a hybrid. Yeah, we want to meet with people. We're back in the office, but if we need to, you know, you can't come in to meet, no problem. We got we got Zoom set up in the conference room. You stay right. at your house and we'll do it from there. So it's exactly uh, or someone say I'm I'm homesick today, but I'm I feel good enough to talk. I just can't be there. Okay, great. We'll uh if you're okay, we'll we'll do a Zoom meeting. So so it allows us to keep moving and, right. and you know and be streamlined, I think, in some cases. And, I, and a lot of attorneys I've had on here uh, to talk to me, it's some, you know, it's been a it's been a blessing because they're reaching clients further in the state that they're in that they normally wouldn't be able to travel to or, or didn't want to travel to. And, and so they're able to at least get most of the, the work done. And then if they have to go up here and, and go to a court in another county, they can. So it's right. opened up for them. It's bit, they're more efficient. They can see more clients and, and uh, it's improved their business, I guess. So, so there's pros and cons. <laughs> right. Well, with everything. Yeah, pros and cons. So what is the plans? So your partner is semi-retired, but uh, as far as you yourself, you're young, you're in your 20s, right? Probably. Uh, close. Uh, 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 you know, at least give or take 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> we won't be specific. You know, wh- what's really your, your plans? What do you see going forward uh, for 2022? Do you have any major goals? Or, you know, maybe over the next five, year, what's, five years, what's kind of the, the outlook for uh, Ross and Udi? Sure. Well, I think, you know, it's, and 
I say this because it's all subject to change because two years ago, the plan was to bring in two more lawyers and expand a, an area of, of the practice that we'd been looking at, a, a broader, you know, uh, doing additional title work and some things like that. And then COVID hit and that put all those things. So, you know, but generally speaking, uh, we are at a point where we are looking at transitioning into bringing in one to two more attorneys so that we can build. My focus has largely been on the estate planning and business practice. And I, but there's pieces of that even that one person and one, you know, and a couple of associates can't maintain. So bringing in that, that extra staff to run with that, I think, you know, we're, you're, you can never be, you can never not be in a growth pattern. You can be in a slow growth pattern, but you need to be in a growth pattern because my philosophy is, and I think this is true, you're either moving forward or you're standing still. But most people say, well, if I'm standing still, I'm still, (laughs) no, if you're standing still, you're falling behind because time moves beyond you. I mean, you're either moving with time or you're falling behind. So there's always that growth pattern. We, in the last couple of months, the estate planning side of things has just exploded. And I think part of that is COVID got a lot of people thinking about their what their world looked like. And and you saw a lot of people get ill and pass away that you wouldn't have anticipated. And that got a lot of family members thinking, you know, I need to make sure my ducks are in a row. I mean, that's a little mawkish and and, and I are are modeling, but it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, Something like that. And so that's growing exponentially. And we've taken in a series of both estate plans, trusts, and will development in the last six months, plus our probate practice has really grown because of the same the same reason. There's been a lot of reasons we've had to initiate probates. And of course, in my world, I'd like to keep people from never having to file probate. So we're that's how we engage in the trust and things so that they can avoid it. But it, when they do need it, it's, it's an opportunity to get in front of the courts and keep that ball moving. So that part of my practice has just grown exponentially. And with that, though, I don't want to see the real estate and the business area be, I I want to see that grow too. So bringing on staff to to start covering that and and building that and making sure that people don't just see us as an estate planning firm, well, that's a key item, but they see us as a a full service civil practice. Uh, We've never been involved in criminal, but we've been involved in every other aspect of of civil law, uh, even you know, bankruptcies and things like that. And I'm not excited about getting into that world, uh, (laughs) but we need to have a base knowledge of that. So having an associate who can step in and handle those types of things. And and so that, I would say that's where we're looking at over the next two to three years as, as you know, that's sort of the the short term and long term, I think in the next five to seven years, I'd like to see us have at least, oh, a five or six lawyers staying busy. And, and the problem that I would have then is where do I house them? You know, so that's a, actually a good problem to have. Not a bad problem to have. Right. So no, I think that's great. I mean, I, I think you have a great plan there in place and it seems you've thought about it more than you probably thought you did. And yeah, I've, I've heard there's a, there's been a lot of growth in the state planning side. Uh, well, there's a lot of different practice areas from stuff you don't even do that I've, I've seen right. and heard growth in as well. And I think, you know, like the bankruptcy you mentioned, you're working with a lot of businesses, a lot of business owners, you know, uh, unfortunate that you might have to pull that card, but, but if they're your client, they own a business, you can help them with that. Then that's, that's right. you know, they're going to be thankful that you're there to help them with it. So I don't see so. Yeah. But you don't want to have to do it. <laughs> so, right. Well, uh, you well, know, the, the old joke when people run in and say, oh, you're a lawyer and can I have your card? I may need you. And I say, well, I hope you never do. But if you do, make sure you call this number. Yeah. 
<laughs> Unless you're starting a business, I hope you need me. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, or, you know, if you need a trust or, you know, you have a problem that because you have so many assets, then, you know, not a, not a bad reason to call you. Exactly. So. <laughs> well, I appreciate you sharing all this. And I think, you know, it sounds like what you're doing is great and you guys are growing. And yeah, I love what you said, too. And I think a little more aggressive way to put it is if you're not growing, you're dying. Uh, I've heard that a lot. Yours, I liked was if you're not if you're not moving forward, you're standing still. Pretty much the same thing, I think. But yeah, as businesses these days, you we have to keep changing, growing, moving, uh, learning new things. Uh, you got to try to keep up. If not, you are falling behind. So true. So good on you on that. And again, appreciate you sharing all that with us today. Um, I do have your email for anyone that wants to connect with Scott, learn more about what he's doing, learn how to become uh, a vice mayor of your town. He'll help you out with that. <laughs> uh, I do have his email down here, which you can reach out to him and connect with him. Ross and Udi at windstream.net if you're listening on our podcast. So that's Ross and Udi at windstream.net. Udi is E-U-D-E-Y. So please connect with him, reach out to him. We'll have to check out your Facebook page and your LinkedIn as well. I mean, a new website coming soon. So uh, Scott, anything else you'd like to share? Well, it's been a pleasure you? to it's been a pleasure to visit with you. I hope I've been at least given a little bit of help to uh, anyone else looking working in this world. And uh, I hope to learn from others as I uh, watch future podcasts. Thank you. No, I appreciate it. No, it, it, I think it'll definitely help someone. I think for sure those out there that you know there's a lot of change going on, and even if you've been uh, in uh, business for 20 years or more change you know don't be afraid to make some changes tweaks continue to grow uh keep your firm alive you know take care of your people and their families and in your own so you know it's just something you got to do so i think take that from scott here it's you know i think a lot of older smaller firms you know kind of stuck in their ways and you know don't want to change too much but uh you know something you got to embrace <laughs> so you got to be limber the good lesson i think out of this episode for sure all right well everyone listening uh tuning in check out this episode it'll be up live uh soon on our website uh, raylaw.com forward slash podcast. Additionally, it'll be up on other platforms, my LinkedIn, YouTube, and on every podcast you can download on Google, Apple, on your phone. Uh, if you're listening in the car, driving to work, you'll you have that up. That'll be up soon. We're a little bit backlogged, I think, on the audio versions, but it'll be out soon. We'll let everyone know. And also, we have a newsletter that you can subscribe to. It's the Managing Partners newsletter. We'll be featuring folks like Scott in those newsletters. We'll link to the episodes as well. So stay out on the lookout for that. And if you need help with marketing and you're a law firm, that's all we do. Websites, Websites. SEO, uh, social media, all of the above. So if you need that kind of help, reach out to us. Happy to answer any questions. Scott, you can stay on with me. Anything else you'd like to say before we say goodbye? Thank you for letting me be here. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in and we will see you soon. Have a good day.